Hello and welcome to the magnificent, the wonderful, the fantastic When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by my good friend Colin Cox. Hello Colin. Hello John. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Happy New Year. We've just watched Suburban Commando. Notice we're changing up the intro a bit there. Yes, it was, um, <laughs> it's more optimistic for 2050. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. It's a new year. We've just watched Suburban Commando. And you're not feeling as good now. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't that good. But we, we we managed to sit through the entire film without um, exploding in a, um, a fit of anger, <laughs> rage and intergalactic space explosions. So this film, I mean, it's, it's from 1990. It's probably one of the peaks of the uh, Hulk Hogan oeuvre. Would you, would you say it's his peak? As a, as a um, you know, a film actor. As an actor, well, I thought his peak was Gremlins 2. Was he in Gremlins 2? Yes and no. At one point, when you see the Gremlins in a cinema, some versions of it, it's a, a John Wayne cutscene. Mm. Other times, it's Hulk Hogan. Wow. And um, Hulk Hogan goes and um, cuts a promo on the Gremlins and they start behaving themselves at that point. Wow. Yeah. Well, there we go. I did not know that. So we can watch Gremlins 2 at some point, because that film is great. I've not watched Gremlins 2 in years, and I have vague recollections of it being great. <laughs> I seem to remember the first one was, you know, it tried to be quite serious, and then... And then this one just... It's it's the evil dead thing. Yeah, yeah. They just realised that they could make it daft, <laughs> and they had... Was it Spike? Yeah, he was yes. the, the main <laughs> evil gremlin. And then yeah. they had that one that could talk. Yeah, yeah. So, when wrestlers act, suburban commando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so from 1990, I mean, how old How old would I have been when this came out? I think I would have been about eight, nine years old. Yeah. You, you would have been eight. Yeah. And um, I, I just I remember... I would have been in double figures. I remember thinking at the time, gosh, that was a bad film. <laughs> uh, even at that age I mean I probably would have been 9 or 10 when See, I watched it at that age I thought it was great oh. but I was a Hulk Hogan fan when I was a kid I wasn't I've told you this I was, I was never a never a Hulkamaniac I was always more of a uh, Randy Savage kind of man See I was always a bit of a mark Yeah but... And that all changed in 2012 I think it was right. When I just stopped being a mark Fair enough It's when we met that guy at the um, at the Preston City Wrestling event like John Morrison a bit too much. A bit too much. Yeah, that was a bit odd. Um, it was a it was a bit of a stark reflection of yourself. I think that, uh, <laughs> you know he didn't he wasn't actually there. It was just you. <laughs> it was just you. Um, so yeah, the opening of this film is it looked like it was lifted directly from Star Wars. And I'm not as saying that, yeah, I'm not Star saying Wars. that as a um. You know, it, it, it reminded me of it. No, there was a Star Destroyer, <laughs> there was an X-Wing, there was a guy who looked a bit like Darth Vader there was without a hat on. Classic John Williams type music. It was, yeah, it was just <laughs> Star Wars, laser beams going everywhere. <laughs> um, you had, what was it, The the there was an evil kind of maniac guy, he was the... Yes. He was very well spoken, very the hammy. antagonist of the film. Yes. What was his name? Uh, Suter. Yes. Adm- Admiral Suter. Suter. Yeah. He was he was fantastic. I liked him. <laughs> um he was he was like um he wasn't just hammy, he was an entire pig. He looked a bit like Ben Kingsley. He did. And um we find out that, you know, they're in space. You've got this kind of alien commando and his name what's his name? Ramsey. Ramsey. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, no. Shep Ramsey. He's yeah. named after the Blue Peter dog. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't find that out. You don't find out he's called Shep until like <laughs> further on when you see his dog bowl and a uh, little collar thing. <laughs> and someone telling him to get down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hogan arrives and there's these um, two bastards, I suppose you call them, two henchmen. Mm. And um, Hogan goes, going up? And then throws them upwards. Yes. Oh, it's something to... Yeah, he throws them upwards into a lift shaft. And then he goes, going down? And then throws them downwards into a lift shaft. So it's it's good because he, he says the lines of what the thing does, but he, instead of meaning the lift, he meant what they were doing. So that was good. I like that. I thought that was a very, very clever bit of, mm. bit of script in there. Very subtle. I like the mm. being subtle. It's, it's You hardly notice it. And then, what is it? So the suitor guy and... Um, what's the it? president. Yeah. So it turns... some far-off world. Yeah. So the the Admiral Suter's threatening this president and... Um, what is it? Someone... I think it's the president throws a, um, a thing at the, the Admiral. I thought it was an envelope of yeah, some sort. Yeah, something like that. And then, and, and then the Admiral turns into like this big alien monster. Yes, after having his hand chopped off by an envelope. <laughs> This is what happened, don't blame us. <laughs> so, at that point, Hogan blows up the ship. Assume I assume that everybody dies. Yeah, he just hangs the president out to dry. He's like classic John Cena. And then um, there's a big explosion. Hulk Hogan ejects from his ejector thing, his escape pod. Gets a bollocking off his commanding officer. Yeah, he was very posh in English. Yeah. He certainly did come across as a uh, bad guy in, in the Star Warses. What is it? So so Ramsey's getting this bollocking by his by his boss or whoever and but then he goes, You need to take a rest. You're stressed. And he goes, I'm not stressed and then he's so stressed that something blows up. Which must mean he's stressed. Which he needs to go to a planet to repair. Yeah. So he gets sentenced to Earth for six whole weeks. Six weeks on Earth. And then and then this is where Hogan goes. I hate Earthlings. Conflict. We know that he's not going to enjoy this experience. He's got to be like, I, I think from this point we can call him the classic fish out of water. Because I suppose he's a, like what is like an intergalactic commando. Yeah, and um, space is like the sea as well. Yeah, but then... But then the Earth is an island and he lands on it. Yeah. So he's the fish out of the water of space. And then he... he but he... Oh, it's just clicked. He's a commando and he goes into suburbia. That's why... The film's called Suburban Commando. Don't get it. Can you draw me a flow chart. Can you do that right now while we're on the air. <laughs> yes. Hold hold on a minute. We're back. We're back uh, talking about fifteen minutes. <laughs> so next we have the the theme music to the film. <laughs> now this theme music was amazing. I think. Now I might be wrong on this, but I think the the tune, like the the kind of synthesizer part, was a sample of Hulk Hogan going oh. <laughs> but in different tones, go oh 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 like that. Am, am I right? Possibly. I, I didn't notice that, but I hope you're right. <laughs> and it was good because it was a bit hip hop. There was some rapping. What was the line? It's uh, it's a nice place to live, but a wooden woman visit. See, I think that's good. It's like the other way around of, of the um, popular saying, which is it's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live. So, that's the popular saying. Yeah, yeah, it's what people say. Mm. It's what people say when they get the... Um, the proverbial they. It's what they say when they get the song off the Suburban Commandos mixed up. <laughs> so, um, 
over this theme, we get introduced to Christopher Lloyd. You might remember from such films as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 1, Clue. Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Clue. Um, That's a great film. Was he in Clue? Oh, yeah, he was Professor Plum in that. Of course he was. That's a brilliant film. Yeah. Was he in anything else? I think that was it. Um, That's it. So, Christopher Lloyd, Charlie, he's called, a um, struggling top architect. <laughs> Down on his lock yeah. architect. This, this <laughs> made no sense. <laughs> this character made no sense. This guy was essentially the um, the only talented draftsman slash architect at this big architectural <laughs> firm. And he was struggling. He was driving around in just, you know, a knackered old car. He was down on his luck. His wife was going, you need to you need to get a promotion. You need to ask your boss. And he's like, oh, well. Uh. You, you realise straight away that he's a bit of a bit of a wimp. He's yeah. got no backbone. His wife's <laughs> hempecking him. Um, he's got no confidence. Well, he's, he's a lovely person. There's this, there's this recurring scene. Now, I didn't think it was important at this point because he stops at some traffic lights. There's lots of people and they're all revving up. Why are they revving up? There's another set of traffic lights about... You know, 50 metres up the road, 60 yards for people who don't have metrics. And for those people in Canada? No, Canada's... Uh, oh, yeah. For those people in America? Yeah, those ones. Can Canada knows. Canada understands the beauty of the metric system, um, which I'll explain to you one day. It's, it's, it's truly wonderful. Look, I've seen Pulp Fiction. It's not just about burgers, it's about litres and, and measurements and <laughs> the earth being split up into all these... Yeah, it's amazing. Right, I'm, I'm going to... It's perfect. I'm going perfect to go system. home and drink a bit of a hog's head. Of, um, a quart. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Neither do I, I just not that. Old measurements. Yeah. Oh, let's make jokes about old money as well. <laughs> Remember the farthing? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. too young. Yeah. Oh, bloody... I remember, I remember seeing getting two mojos for a penny when I was a kid, though. Yeah? Well, not not a threepence and a halfpenny. No, not threepence and a Yeah. Not tuppence, sixpence, and five. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an out one about, but I really don't. Yeah, and and where instead of p for pence, I had a d. What was that all about? Well, d meant shillings. All right, technically, <laughs> technically correct. I don't care. It wasn't just an upside down p because they were old fashioned. No. So yeah, so this traffic light thing anyway. <laughs> tangent. Um, yeah, why, where did that come from? Um, metric system. Yeah. Metric system. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so, so the, the, these traffic lights are heading. They always seem to time and they go on red. <clears> now, <throat> you used to be a driving instructor. If you pass a light that's not quite on red, you don't have to reverse back, do you? No, no, as long as you're not blocking the road. Yeah, you don't have to reverse back um, to the light. Technically speaking, you shouldn't have gone through the light in the first place. Yeah. However, um, as long as you're not blocking the road, you shouldn't yeah. reverse back. Maybe maybe the rules are different in America. It's that bloody imperial system. That's what it is. If they had the metric system, they wouldn't have this problem. That, again, it shows you that he's got no confidence, that he does the right thing. He plays by the rules. And he's seen the end of Back to the Future 3. Yeah. He knows what happens if you drive through the lights aggressively. You'll hit a Rolls Royce and bugger up your entire music career. And that's what he didn't want to do. So then we get, we get the... What is it? He's in his office and he's going... Yeah, I, I do all this and that. And I would like a pay rise, please. Yeah. And it does the classic 80s film thing of... of I'm surprised he wasn't doing it in a mirror, but it was near enough. It was just to, uh, what, like a receptionist or yes. a secretary or something. And then she goes, oh, now you have to do that to your boss. 
<laughs> and then we meet the boss. Who... Who's a classic smooth-talking, fast-talking spiv. Oh, a wanker. A wanker. <laughs> I, yeah, I... He, he's the sort of person who you're going there with an intention and then somehow you walk out of a conversation with him and you wonder how you got there. Well, that's why he's probably the boss and, you know, yeah. and Charlie's not because Charlie's a chump. Next, I, I want to say this line, Ramsey lands with a bang. <laughs> Literally, he crashes through the roof of a, um, what was it, a roller derby? A roller disco. Roller disco, there we go. Called the landing pad. Was it called the landing it pad? It was called the landing pad. Fantastic. <laughs> that's that's why you can't rely on GPS. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like them people you hear about who drive their sat-navs and, you know, they end up in a lake and they go, oh, told me to go that way. Watch where you're going. That's the lesson there. So, yeah, so the roller, the roller disco, the music comes on, and, and this it's disco music. Hogan doesn't like disco, evidently. And he rips out the wires, and then all sparks go everywhere. Hmm. Hmm. That seems a bit weird. It does. I wonder if that'll play into anything later in the film. Could do. Let's find out. We get Hogan walking the streets. He's in his armour. He's in his armour. Yeah, he's intergalactic commando armour. And people are laughing at him. People are heckling him. There's... But he's just sort of brushing it off. Yeah, well, he doesn't. He, he's, a, he's an intergalactic commando. Why, is it, why would he care? He rises above hate, man. Some kids are complaining that the drinks machine's stolen the money, so he smashes it open. He then sees a dog in a car. With a muzzle. Yeah, and, and this is cruel. It is. Dogs die in hot cars. Yeah. And then there's this guy who's going, Yeah, shut up, you mutt. And then Hulk Hogan looks at the man. He, he has the Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2 moment of seeing the guy measuring up and going, Ha-ha, I can steal your clothes. So then, what happens, Colin? Can you explain the comedy of this scene? Well, it goes bright, and then suddenly the dog is sat there eating the man's dinner, and the man is banging on the window, calling for his dog to help him. It's That's a, a great scene in Terminator 2. What with uh, the, I don't remember a dog having dinner. Yeah, he says to the dog, I want your... Something. Yeah, I want your motorcycle, your boots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've not watched Terminator 2 in ages. It's not a wrestler. I was gonna say, could we count Arnold Schwarzenegger? He, he was... He never uh, actually wrestled. No, no, but he, he, could we start including guest hosts on Raw, and then we'll be all right? No. And, and he was a bodybuilder, and... He kind of looked like a wrestler a bit. And, no. <laughs> and he was a governor. And Jesse Ventura was a governor. Well, before so. I lost all my way, I looked a bit like John Tenter. So does that mean that we can count any films that I might potentially make in the future? We can do. If you make any films, Colin, <laughs> we'll review them. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Bad example. Yeah, you should, you should have thought that one through. I mean, Charlie's work day was pretty short, let's be honest. He went to his boss and now... The next scene is him being at home. He he pulls into his street. Oh, well, he works at home. Yeah, he pulls into his street and there's some kind of um, car enthusiasts in his parking spot. And they go, go and park across the street, buddy. So he goes and parks across the street. Yeah, emasculated. Trudges over, gets Deflated. a bollocking off the old man who is an old squaddy who lives mm. next door. And then there's a... Is it like a Trans Am sports car that kind of hurtles past as well? Yeah, something like a Dodge Viper or something mm. like that. And, so it's um, good because all these things are happening and it's like, 
wonder if they'll play into things that happen later <laughs> on. It's almost a bit like, you know, the Truman Show, where the same things happen every day. Or um, that one, the one about the groundhog and the repetitive thing with Bill Murray. Ghostbusters. I can't remember what it was called. It was, it was set on Groundhog Day. What was it called? Oh, Lost in Translation. Charlie is back at his house. Is this is this where we get the um, the, the sexy, sexy misses? <laughs> yes. Yeah. In in a curly eighties wig. Yeah. So she comes out and she's she's all seductive. It does that classic camera panning up from her feet all the way up, showing that she has legs that are apparently twelve foot long. Yeah, and um, the the play kind of, I don't know, kind of saxophone music. No, it wasn't sax. No, it was like it was like um, rhythm and blues kind ah. of music, wasn't it? It's like yes. doom, 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 and it's like yowza, who's this hot hottie? <laughs> And then he's lying on the sofa, he's got his arms behind his head, you think, oh, what's going to come here? Here we go, here we go. First um, first blowjob in a kid's film. <laughs> it's like, oh no. He's like, oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm going to go into my shed. And bang some stuff. Yeah, and bang some stuff. I'm going to go and hammer things. Obvious joke to be made there. Yeah, he could have hammered <laughs> that. He, he could have back, yeah. And so she rips the wig off and she's like, oh, well... Okay, well, I've converted the shed into an apartment. Okay, that's... she does that in the two hours that he was at work. Yeah, I mean she's, she's, a, she's good. She's efficient. She, you know, she she tied herself up and <laughs> did some DIY. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, a, it's an ideal woman to me. Mm. I wonder if this will link in the apartment. She converted the apartment that day in a shed. Hogan turns up at the door with an advert going, "I want to rent the apartment." How? What money has it got? Really? You want to rent the apartment? You know what? This whole... Does he get housing benefit? I mean, he is one of those immigrants, after all. This whole thing... Well, yeah, because they then have a have a dinner together, and um, they go, oh, where, where are you from? You're not from, from radio, I'm are from you? France. I'm from France. And they, they just go, ooh, ooh la la. It's like, he's clearly not from France. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're Maybe he's from France, Iowa or something. Yeah, you've already... There was a bit where Hulk Hogan had the kids up in the air and she warned him, Jenny warned him. She said, get your hands off my kids. And he did, he dropped them. But and they, then it, they and were then, enthused by this. So. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. And then he clearly, blatantly lies about where he's from. Not even like going, oh, you know, I'm, I'm from... Uh, Another place in America. No, he names France. This intergalactic commando names France. Alarm bell should have rung. Do you know what I mean? You would have gone, look, I know we said you could move into the apartment, but... <laughs> I would like. I would very much like you to leave, please. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd just be like, no, I'm sorry. I can't have you near my kids. Speaking you, as a parent, John. Speaking as a parent, I would not want Hulk Hogan coming into my house... Lying about being from France, <laughs> and and it being absolutely clear that he's not from France. If he'd put on a hammy French accent, fine, no effort. If he'd gone, ooh la la. Yeah, if you'd gone, I'm uh, from France, or something. I'm from Paris. Yeah, you if you sounded like macho man there. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, from Paris. If he'd done that, fair enough. But no, this guy. I just, I don't trust him. 
So we're about 20 minutes in to the film. What do you think at this point? I think I did actually check how long we were into this <laughs> film at this point. And what did you say when you realised we had another 70 minutes to go? I don't know. Did I sigh? Did I just go, oh. oh. Pretty much. Oh, no. <laughs> really? I don't know. It was it was already dragging at this point, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, but it does hot up a bit. It does. Well, it had already hot up with uh, Jenny in the <laughs> 80s wig. Brrr. Um, Jenny from the block. Yeah. So, and yeah, I, I kind of, um, what's the word? You know, alarm bells rung for me with this. I think they did for Charlie as well. Because when Hogan went to his apartment, Charlie started spying on him and rifling through his stuff. And, you know, he found his, what did he find? His uh, space blaster thing. Yeah. Shot it through a door. Fine. Didn't go, hmm. They really don't want you bringing uh, intergalactic <laughs> weapons into my house. Not being funny, mate, but you're going to have to move out. That would be a line. You know, him, first of all, holding my kids up would be a line. Him lying about where he's from, that would be a line. It'd be a bit of a short film if you were in charge. Bringing intergalactic laser weapons into my home, another line. I don't know, I, I, I would have kicked him out. No, you would have politely asked him to leave. This is where we get cut to... Um, a little scene of outer space, and we get to see Mean Mark, a.k.a. The Undertaker. This is the only on-screen role that he's ever undertaken. Boom, boom. You, you've been saving that one, I can I tell. Have. <laughs> I, I wrote it down and everything. Look, <laughs> holding that line up to well, the microphone. Fantastic. The bounty's on Hulk Hogan, basically. There's a bounty for, what's his name? Shep. <laughs> Shep Ramsey. <laughs> Who came up with that name? <laughs> Bloody hell. The same person who came up with the name Suter. Yeah. Yeah, but do you remember what the um, bounty hunters were called as well? Oh, hang on. There was, there was, one of them was called Hutch. That was um, Calloway. Yeah. And the other one who isn't a wrestler, just a big person, is called Knuckles. 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 Right, that's a good they name. Should, they should have had Knuckles and Lefty or something. Yeah. Knuckles and Sonic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Knuckles for an intergalactic bastard. <laughs> intergalactic thug. That's fine, because you use knuckles to punch things with. Hutch. Well, you know. What does a hutch do? A hutch houses a rabbit. Yeah, you've got to take him back to claim the bounty. Right. So you put him in a hutch, <laughs> and hutch is really good at doing that. Oh, I just... Oh, I don't know. It just <laughs> it boggles my mind. There's too much in this that hurts. So next we cut back to... Um, what's the name? Charlie's house. And they're screaming. And Hogan runs to the rescue... And Jenny's sat on a sofa, screaming at a TV. And it, it's like a really contrived thing where she explains, oh yeah, I'm, I'm screaming to let out my stress. It says it on this Dr. Ruth programme. What's she got to be stressed about? Well, her husband hasn't gone for the promotion. He's a struggling top architect. He's a struggling top architect. He's probably only on $100,000 a year. Yeah. And, it, and this is, I suppose, where we get the fish out of water stuff. You get, you get Hogan getting into everyday suburban life the paper boy comes and um he hits hogan with the paper hogan throws it back at the kid really really hard and the kid falls off his bike and into a bush has a concussion yeah nearly dies it's quite tragic really that was oh, he holds a knife at the postman as well yeah next hogan takes a walk into the street and there's the um i suppose the, the street bully little kid who's like hey dude that's radical Hogan has a go on his skateboard and falls flat on his ass, And then Hogan picks up the skateboard and throws it into the sky. Which it 
is crucial later. Yes. Yes. Hold that thought, yeah. listeners. Mm. It's quite clever writing. Yeah. It's, it, there's a lot, a lot of callbacks, a lot of, um, you know, things going on. A lot, lot, of, lot of layers. And then the next, we get a, a, basically a repeat of the um, traffic light scene. I don't know whether they just recycled the footage because it was practically the same, wasn't it? Yeah. Long story short, same thing happens as earlier. Mm. And then he's struggling to get his parking space and Shep says, Oh, that's not right. And then um, forces him to move and we get the best moment of the film, unfortunately, where he um, he goes and picks up this dragster in front of his um, parking space, swings it round and drops it quite hard. And um, this big beefy man comes up to him and starts saying, Do you know how much is that, that's worth? You know what we're going to do to you? So Hogan gives a load of cliches like, oh, you're going to pull off my skin and drag me on gravel and stuff like that. And then what did he say? He said, what are you going to This is the 90s. We're going to sue you, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I did actually <laughs> laugh at that line. I thought, uh, yeah. You laughed work. with it as well. Yeah, not, not, just, not just at it. And then what, what? And then one of them walks off and says, "You'll be hearing from us soon. See you in court, Mister." Mm. And at Brilliant. this point, can you recall? So Charlie's party's been forced to go over the street. Remember earlier on there was the Trans Am Dodge Viper, wherever it was, coming uh, down the street, nearly knocks um, Charlie's child over. Yeah, Hulk Hogan chases after it and um, beats up the two drivers who nearly kill his um, now adopted son. So then he flips it over and gives them a good hiding and then spins it round very slowly on its roof. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So, yeah, they, they get their upcomings. Up um, their opens comes. Yeah. And then to to say thank you, Jenny, in a very, very speedy, she works very fast, that woman, has a dinner <laughs> party ready. And um, I don't know, there was... There was she a... feeds him a chocolate cake and he sort of stuffs it down like... Um, it's so like when you give a dog a treat and mm. then you try and take its picture and the dog is just busy with its thing and doesn't know what's going on. I like, I like the line. I, I did jot down the line where she says, hang on, thank, thank, you, thank you for everything you've done, full stop, especially for saving our son, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is, that, is that how you speak? Is that how, how people speak about their, their children? Is that how people introduce? It know. sounds like um, it sounds like some sort of speech at a wedding or something. I was watching the old episodes of um, the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes recently, and there's one where Doctor Watson is in a coroner's court, and the judge at the end says, "Thank you, Doctor." Looks at his notes, says a pause of about a second. Watson, and then it's just like that. Mm. So there's a bag snatch. Hogan saves a woman. There's good superhero music playing. Yeah. Superhero music. Right, next we get the um he's running with a self aware car. Or a self aware car. Oh alarm. yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a, a sports car and he walks near it and he it's goes a Ferrari. Is it a Ferrari? And it goes, Please step away from the vehicle and it keeps warning him. And then um he goes closer and does he grab it or grab the it? The alarm goes off. That's it. And then he goes, Oh no, please take the car, please. Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. We can talk about this yeah. after he's ripped it out and then he stamps on it. And um, the car alarm then says, and I quote, I've fallen and I can't get up. Comedy. 
It was really funny. Remember that episode of Friends that we saw? Yeah. That was funnier than this. It was. It was. Which is depressing because that was a very bad episode <laughs> of Friends. But this is still better than Boy Meets World. Yes. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> Next we got a good scene. I, I enjoyed this. I thought this was brilliant. Hogan comes up against a mime. <laughs> oh, a mime who's stuck in a box. Yeah, he's doing the stuck in a box thing. And um, Hogan goes, oh, it must be a, a K7 force field. Um, I'll help you out. And he punches him <laughs> in the face. And he goes, happy to help. <laughs> Brilliant. Haven't we all wanted to do that? Yeah. Oh, man. That was, I don't know. It was It was stupid. <laughs> but it kind of just appealed to that base uh, <laughs> level of humour that's just like, isn't it funny to punch someone in the face? Especially in mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. that mine returns later it as well. It does. A couple of times, yeah. Um, With unfortunate consequences. So then Hogan refer, uh, returns to his ship and he, it, it tells him quite helpfully that audio as well, so we can hear it as the audience, that he's got 21 Earth Days until his um, simian crystals are... 21 Earth Days? That's three weeks. Yeah. He's got 21 Earth Days till his simian crystals are recharged. So that's good. Yeah. So we know we know the time frame now. But what's important about this scene... Is this where Charlie... Yes. Charlie's followed him to the roller disco. Yeah, it's not a roller derby. It's not full of fat women. So Charlie sees the ship and then it cuts and Hogan's in a in an amusement arcade. And this was another comic scene. Yeah, he's playing um, Afterburner. Was it Afterburner? Well, I thought it was like Space Harrier. No, it was... Uh, Space Harrier's just a, 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 oh, it's a just person a, yeah. holding a gun under his arm. But... It's the same kind of game, isn't it? Oh, it's really? the same kind of game, but... Yeah. Yeah, they're both not very good. Yeah, so Hogan keeps giving this kid advice about how to beat whatever it is but he's trying to beat. things that his, this kid has done. Kid's already ahead of him. So Hogan takes over the joystick and um, he, within seconds, beats the game entirely. Yeah. And then the game blows up and a surrender flag go, pops out the side. <sighs> <laughs> it was. And then... Um, crowd of kids are, are clapping him and saying what is he saved the galaxy and uh, what, what's the line he says uh, you you must play this game a lot video game yeah. game that sort of thing yeah and it was yeah ha 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 again comedy we had another hilarious skit where hogan goes up to a melon stall oh the melon yeah the classic melon scene. You actually mentioned this before we watched it. Yeah, yeah. This this scene stuck out in my memory. Now, there's an old woman and she says, oh, yeah, you've you got to pick a right one at this time of year. You've got to get the best ones. He's like, how can you tell? She's like, oh, well, the, you know, the softer they are, the riper they are. And he's like, oh, okay. And he squeezes the melon and it explodes all over the old woman. And then Hogan goes, I must have picked a good one. <laughs> yeah. But he seems genuinely happy at this, so more power to him. Mm. To me, this felt like they had a lot of ideas for, wouldn't it be funny to do this? <laughs> and then they just kind of slotted them together. There was and no... the answer was clearly a resounding no. Yeah, there was there was just um, there was no flow at all to this plot. The, it just jumped from like, it felt a bit like a sketch show. You know mm. what I mean? It was a bit like the fast show where it would just be like, right, he's in an arcade, ha ha ha. What would it be like? I thought it was a bit like um, a police academy film. 
Like one of the um, middle Police Academy films. What, like Police Academy 3, 4, Citizens on Patrol. Lost in New York. Yeah. Cruise Control, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we cut back to the roller disco. At least this plot's consistent. And Charlie's in the spaceship and he finds the muscle amplifying armour. Now, at this point, you made a joke about <laughs> Hulk Hogan's history of muscle amplification using um, anabolic steroids. Didn't you, Carl? I never said that. <laughs> it's okay. He admitted to it in a court of law. It's fine. I'm, I'm not old, but... There's no know, libel there. You're the one who... Um, I just said muscle amplification. You're the one who said anabolic steroids. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm the one who said that um, when... So I'm, I'm libeling you, aren't I, really? Yeah. <laughs> when the child sort of accidentally skated into his crotch, I said, it's all right. It, it won't feel that because of what the steroids is taken. So I did say something yeah. steroidal. That's okay. Next, we we get the... Screams of a woman, and um, in the kind of typical Hulk Hogan film fashion, there's a woman about to be raped by a couple of thugs, um, and they make a comedy scene out of it. Yeah, yeah. So Charlie's um, he's donned the armor, and he goes up to these blokes and he's like, "Hey, put that woman down, leave her alone." He's going, "I'm, I'm, I've got the strength of ten men." The guy goes, "Yeah, but I bet you're not bulletproof." And he goes, oh, well, um, I'm not really sure. Uh, uh, and he starts kind of backpedalling. But then they shoot at him and it bounces off and then he gets his, it gets falls his confidence, over. confidence back. But, but it falls over like a pathetic turtle. He saves a woman after getting up. He he kind of, he, it's like a jetpack thing, isn't it, on the feet? And then he yes. falls on, he basically falls on them and saves a woman. He does the worm at some point as yeah. well. And um, then she's just like, oh, thank you so much. I'll do anything. I'll do anything you want. Anything? Yeah. And then, and then his crotch plate lights up. A few things about this. No, you don't need to say it. Let's just move on. <laughs> right. This... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Right, we had a scene where a woman was... She was being victimised by two men who, it was implied, were about to rape her. Um, he rescues her. She then offers herself as a reward. Like, it was really blatant. It wasn't just me. So the way she said it, the way she did it, it was like, I'll do anything. Like, anything? Yeah. Right. And then his crotch lights up. <laughs> it's, it's just so much wrong with this. Honestly. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm not even going to begin. We'll move on. Yeah, right. I, th I think the listeners can... If you don't get it, then you... Just stop listening now, but my goodness, this is just... Oh, dearie me. So it's just so bad. Oh. So then we get um, Knuckles and Hutch yes. in their spaceship. They locate Hulk Hogan, and I think it's because... What do they spot? They spot the skateboard the that Hulk Hogan skateboard. threw into orbit. Yeah, so it's, it's in space, and I think because of the trajectory of that, they can trace back the vector, assuming... I, I assume where it was thrown from, so there should Possibly, be able to... but what about wind resistance and just um, gravitational pull? Well, they would have taken that into account. They're intergalactic bounty oh, bastards, okay. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. Just... I'm not going to dispute that. You're that, right, you've convinced me. You're going to pick holes in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to pick holes in that, please. All right, okay. Next, we cut back, and this is... Again, the timeline doesn't seem to quite match up. It's um, Hogan's out walking in the streets, not in not in that way. He's um, you know just walking around, and he bumps into a little girl 
who goes, Oh, my cat's still in the tree. Can you get my cat down? And Hogan pulls the tree down, bends the branch. She goes, Oh, that's not my cat. Stomps off. Yeah, stomps off. And Hogan lets the thing go and the cat goes flying. Shawn Michaels wouldn't have stood for that. What yeah. would Shawn Michaels have done? He would have super kicked the little girl <laughs> in the face. And it would have been brilliant. <laughs> and we get the mime again. Yeah, another scene with the mime. It was like, the, to be honest, the peaked with the first one. Don't you think? Yeah, what was this one? This, I think this was the one where he was... Oh, he was pretending to climb. He was pretending to climb and Hogan was like, let me give you a hand. And then he threw him up on the roof. And then he fell off. If they'd have kept to the one one scene, it would have been brilliant. Would have as been much perfect. as I dislike mimes, he was just trying to have a bit of fun. Just doing his job. Well, I don't know. There's no money in miming. Well, you say that now. Well, you know, mime but... is money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Thank you, Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut, for some reason... Hulk Hogan, he's with Charlie at his um, boss's office. Hogan works out that Charlie's um, been rifling through his stuff because he knows that the bounty hunters are after him. And so he goes to see Charlie at his office. And, well, he's uh, it's, it's only got a two-hour time slot to get there. Well, exactly. <laughs> he goes up and, and goes, I need to see Charlie right now. And the woman goes, the, the, the receptionist says, oh, can you take a seat? So he picks up a seat. A chaise long. Yeah. And it's on his shoulders. A chaise long. <laughs> well, there you go. I suppose, you know, links back to the French stuff. See? <laughs> Clever, subtle writing, lots yes. of callbacks. I like it. Or long chair as it is in English. And then this this bit's a bit weird. It go on a bit of a um, high-speed chase with um, Hogan and, and Charlie. And the ghost detector out of the um, Ghostbusters. No, films. no, no, that's not there yet. That's part of the joke, if you remember. Because oh, he's, yeah. he's looking to get... Hang on. That's yeah, it. they drive back okay. to the roller disco. Right, so Hogan realises that these, you know, the thugs who were going to rape that woman, that they got hold of his blaster gun. Yeah. His, um, oh, they go to the warehouse, don't they? Yeah. Um, <clears> so <throat> Hogan and Charlie, they drive to find it, and looking around and they can't find them. And then um, after driving around for ages, Hogan's like, oh, I should use this homing device, which will detect it in it. And then... Why didn't you? Why didn't we use that at first? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Was his um, astute answer? Yeah. So that was that was a great line. Um. <laughs> it's like that great line in the episode of The Simpsons where they're doing the prisoner, and someone says, "Why did you think a big ball would a big bloom would stop him?" And she says, "Shut up. That's why." <laughs> I like to think that The Simpsons took that line from here. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. So they, what is it, they, they go and confront these thugs and Charlie gets blasted with the blaster and it's a freezing ray. But it doesn't work on um, Shep because he's drinking antifreeze. Yeah, but it works on Charlie. So Charlie's frozen and um, he's just completely solid, covered yeah. in ice. Bit, walk, bit wonky because he's not completely frozen. He must be thawing a little. Mm. But then, so they get the ray gun back off these thugs, and the bounty hunters arrive. It's like it's never-ending action. It's fantastic. They're then kind of driving through the streets with Charlie kind of stuck in the sunroof, and um, there's what can I describe as Samba Christmas music playing? <laughs> yes. Because he was frozen, it only, things only freeze at Christmas. Ah, oh, You okay. can see what it's like outside. 
it is it has been cold i'll give you that oh yeah so so at this point then shep's outrun the bounty hunters and he decides he's gonna he's gonna go back to his home wherever bongo bongo land. yeah outer space and he's you know he's uh saying saying his goodbye and he goes i don't say goodbye okay he doesn't say goodbye there we go <laughs> he refuses to say goodbye and he starts his ship up something blows up and so it's oh no he can't it's fly the away. crystal things oh yeah the simian crystal the semion crystals simian. Yeah. they're made of monkey they're I monkey thought they crystals. were made of um semi-erections i don't know so they realize that they need these uh, magical crystals and char it, it, it charlie realizes that they have those magic crystals yeah, they happen to have them in his, what is it, like his boss's trophies are all made of this crystal. This magic crystal, yes. Yeah, just complete coincidence there. But that's good. Um, and then they go to the office and for some reason having a big kind of um, gala ball, I suppose. Hogan turns up in a tuxedo. It's all very black tie. They yep. come out of um, Charlie's car, which has one door because Hogan rips it off. When did they change? When did they change into these Oh, they've probably got some sort of alien device that... Oh, that so many, like, so um, many plot holes. ...that can do that. Right. So let, let's just say that's the case. Right. Where where did Hulk Hogan get a tuxedo at such short notice? He's not actually wearing one. It's a hologra hologrammatic projection of, a, of a, um, a tuxedo. Same for Charlie. He can't afford one. Right. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's a... Um, he's a down poor, down-on-his-luck <laughs> architect. <laughs> so that's what happened there. No right. plot holes there, John. Okay. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up because I was I was confused. I'd obviously missed the um, the hologram thing. And so, so yeah, so they kind of have to get into this trophy cabinet. They have to get rid of the um, the boss who's who happens to be there entertaining some Japanese guests and is talking to them about Godzilla films and Rodan and all Mothra. these... And the bounty hunters turn up again. Yeah, those those dastardly bounty hunters just won't quit. So we get the big confrontation with the bounty hunters and Hogan. Hogan's got what? He's got like a metal bar, I think it is. Yeah. And he hits, I think it was Knuckles with it. And Knuckles no-sells it, grabs it off him, bends the bar with his bare hands. Gives it to um, Hutch, yeah. who bends it back again and hands it back. So Hogan thinks, ah, I can't hurt these guys. Not in conventional way. So instead, he just bashes him on the shoulders, so he gets pushed through the floor. Did we mention the rabbit? What rabbit? What when it, what Hogan does with the bar uh, once it's handed back to him? Oh, he turns it into a rabbit. He forges it into the shape of a rabbit. Yes. Why? To show that he can. Right. I've noticed that the um that the thing is clearly a lot longer than it should be as well. And then they have they have a very very long fight. Involving jetpacks. I thought it dragged. It just went on. It really did. Had a fight. They were fighting. They were fighting. They were fighting forever. It lasted a million years. And then... He said, get... what is this, a tag team? And then um, Hutch talks. And he's got the voice of a child. And Hogan goes, no wonder you guys don't talk much. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a fight. They fight again. They fight a bit more. One gets squashed in a lift and one gets um, splatted into a wall. Yeah. That's the end of the fight. And then he goes, game over. You lose. Great writing. Call back to the arcade scene. I like <laughs> it. It's just layered, layered it writing. It wasn't a game though, was it? I don't know anymore. In the arcade. Yeah. It wasn't a game. Goo. That's the sort of voice I imagine your dog's got. 
<laughs> Possibly. <laughs> this is where we've got the um, the end of the film now. Shep realises <laughs> that he can go home. All the loose ends are tied. You know, there's no more bounty hunters after him. He can leave. He's got the crystals. He's got the simian crystals. He can put them in his ship and take off and go home. Hooray! The film is over. Yeah. And he goes, I'm, I'm still not saying goodbye. Yeah, he, he doesn't say goodbye. That's his gimmick. Remember that. That'll come in again. I promise. But then who should turn up? It's Admiral Souter from the start. Remember remember him? I always thought a Souter was someone who's trying to attract someone. He's trying to attract the entire galaxy to his control, to his power. I see. He's a power-hungry, egotistical maniac. And then he says... Oh, I'm... don't call me egotistical. Yeah, I'm not egotistical. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, so he, he was the guy who, who had the very hammy delivery. You say thinking. that, but we've also got Christopher Lloyd. Oh. I think those two should have an all rate off. Ima- imagine <laughs> imagine them two and um, Kelsey Grammer thrown in as well for good measure. <laughs> be amazing. Yeah, so they're back at the ship. Admiral's holding the family hostage. Hogan sets the self-destruct button on his ship. Yes. Uh, so that's counting down. And that, it keeps clicking to that. And, and even though it's intergalactic space technology... It's still that red digital clock that they're having all 80s films and all bombs counting down. So, it's getting tense. Yeah, he has only a number of seconds to go. So, Hogan has sacrificed himself. He is Aslan. He is Jesus. Just in case you didn't get that. Yeah, I've never seen The Lion King. Does that have any wrestlers in it? It's got Rowan Atkinson in. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, took some bumps in his time. So there's a there's a big fight then between Charlie and Souter, and then what happens? He Colin? uses Shep's magic glove to squeeze him very roughly about the crotch. Yeah, and he then turns into his alien form. So then you know the countdown still going down, and um, Hogan picks up. Remember the electric wires he pulled out to stop the disco music? Yes, he picks them up. And electrocute suitor and everything blows up. So and the disco starts playing. Disco fever. Yeah. So disco disco killed the Admiral. So does that mean that we're still waiting for Suburban Commando to the return of Suter? I hope so. <laughs> you know, Hulk Hogan's still around. Let's be honest, he could he could do with the acting. <laughs> He's not acted for a while. You can you can never shake that Hollywood bug. That's what they say, isn't it? They can give you penicillin. Hogan, he'd save the family. Charlie's staggered out. The family who were there a second ago arrive in police cars. Yeah? Yeah. Did that that, that happen, happened, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So so they And she <laughs> gives um Charlie a hug and then repeatedly smashes his head against the floor. Yeah, and goes, If you ever do that again I'll kill you. Not very nice. She just saved your entire family, you horrible woman. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a bit mean. But this is now we're we kind of at the the end, the resolution of the film. Charlie, he le- he's learned something. He's developed as a character. Now he's not going to take any rubbish. He ain't going to take take no crap from no man, is he? He ain't going to take no crap from no one. He sees pride. He sees power. Go. He goes back to his um, boss for a showdown and goes, "I've I've uh, yeah I, I've propped this business up for the last three years," and starts hitting him over the head with a, a blueprint. He bops him on the head. Yeah. And then he storms out and, and says that he quits. But he still gives him the blueprint. Yeah, he still gives him, you know... So that's that a good parting val- gift. ...valuable commodity. Then we get a cut back to Hogan with the um, street bullies. 
the little yeah. kids, and they're on the skateboard, and he goes on the skateboard, and it looks like he's going to fall on his ass again, but, but instead... He does some trickery. He does a backflip. He rides around on the skateboard, doing handstands. He should change his name to Hulk Hawks. Well, a bit like Tommy Hawks. The um, comedian who travelled com- around Ireland with a fridge. That on guy. a skateboard, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this kid, he's like, damn, where you, you broke my skateboard. And so he goes, yeah, oh, because a wheel was a bit wonky afterwards because it's got a 300-pound man on there. Yeah. And uh, so Hulk Hogan passes the kid his skateboard. But I don't know if he had it on him when he was walking down the street and meeting the kid. But hey, but hey, <laughs> don't let that get in the way. And well, um, you know, um, Hogan wasn't very good on that skateboard because he... Um, is used to his own skateboard. It's a bit like if I go play pool in a pub, I'm a lot better with my own cue than with a pub cue. Yeah, I think the this is like his, his intergalactic commando skateboard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure he gets lots of use of in his spaceships. And then the kid goes, Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> yeah. I wish you were joking. No. That, that was a real line. It was and then a we, real we, line. We get a call back to the um, cat in a tree. Little girl, she's sobbing at the tree. You my cat in the tree. Is it really your cat? Hel- yes, it is. Hogan pulls a branch down, and it is the cat. And super kicks off a good arm. No, that doesn't no. But then he passes he passes the cat down. Cat jumps off, and uh, the girl is hooked to the tree. She says "bad kitty" as well. Yeah, and then she f- flies in the air. But Hulk Hogan, he does a kind of Mister Perfect style. The thing goes up in the air. You know, you know, you know that video where he throws the ball. Football and then <laughs> yes. runs after it and catches it. Yeah, it's like that. So he he catches the girl in a. What the hell was Hogan wearing at this point? It looked like um twatty weightlifter clothes. He was wearing these like a bright blue tight um kind of crew neck jumper. Yes. With baggy stripe like, but they were like I don't know, kind of golden purple stripes. They were. It was a trousers, trousers of many colours. I thought they were more speckly than stripes. Yeah, well, they had lots of patterns, but they yeah. were. Oh. But yeah, they are the sort of things that you see old-fashioned weightlifty people. You know, the ones who go to manly gyms. Yeah, it, it reminded me a bit of the um, the kind of style of trousers, the cut, the cut of the, the trousers. Cut. You watch of... World's Strongest Man. That's the sort of yeah. thing they wear. I was thinking of you know in you know, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite with uh, Rex Quando. <laughs> That guy. Yes. I wish he was a wrestler because we could do <laughs> could do uh, that film on this. I, I do like the Bowie Diamond. It's a, yeah, it's a classic, classic film. Where nothing happens. Charlie learned his lesson. He's got more confidence. That's good. It cuts to the family gathered around Hogan's ship. You know, they have a bit of a touching goodbye. They're all stood around hugging. Then Hogan goes, "You're not going to say goodbye." No, they don't do goodbyes. Mm. Ungrateful twat. And then he's like, hey, Charlie. Pause. Thanks. And then it, it turns out that Shep is taking um, the receptionist with him for a bit of casual space sex while he travels. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, long story short, Charlie, being the new man, drives off, beats everyone in the drag race, who they all stop at the traffic lights. He doesn't. And then he's got the space blaster. He blasts the traffic lights and everyone drives through. And the credits roll and it zooms out of him driving in front of all these other cars. Mm-hmm. 
eerily reminiscent of the um, O.J. Simpson uh, (laughs) car chase I felt. But yeah, the end. The end. What did you make of that, John? What a wonderful, a wonderful film. When you say wonderful, no. (laughs) To be honest, it it was crap. (laughs) It was crap, but inoffensive. Was it better than Mulholds Bad? Yes. Okay, I say it was it was crap and inoffensive. Apart from that. Quite offensive bit with, the, <laughs> yeah, with the rape stuff. I thought that was quite offensive. It was pretty bad. The, there aren't many good family films from that era anyway. What What did you make of um, Mean Mark? What do you think of his acting? You know, this is, this is the only time we'll review The Undertaker on When Wrestlers Act. So. Well, I thought he was fine. He doesn't utter a single line, which is a shame because I think he would have delivered it very well. Yeah. Actually, his promos are crap, aren't they? They're not, they're not great. <laughs> he doesn't utter a single line. However, it is still the Undertaker mm. in a film. Yeah, I think. I and think he um he fights a bit. He pretends to be someone else. He drives a spaceship. He walks around looking scary. Mm. He does it very well. Yeah, I think in the role he was casting, he was absolutely fine. He was good. Yeah, yeah, he was perfectly adequate. He was all right. Anything we review with Hogan, and I'm sure we're going to come back to Hogan a few times <laughs> in the, you know, in the in well, the life of this it, podcast. This is the third now, isn't it? Is it the third? Oh yeah, eighteen Baywatch. Yeah, yeah, and this. every time he's just the same. There's no difference in the character apart from the fact you you know that he's called Shep <laughs> Shep Ramsey, and he's a um, intergalactic but he space actually, commander. He actually does act in this one. Overall. I didn't mind this film. I, I, I knew what to expect going in. And uh, your expectations were fulfilled. My expectations were low and it delivered. <laughs> but it, it's better than Boy Meets World. It, that's the low point. It's think, better than Friends. Yeah. So it's not the worst thing we've it's reviewed. Not, it's not the worst thing we've re- reviewed. It, I'd give it a good, um, I don't know, like a... Three out of ten. Three out of ten, <laughs> yeah. Maybe a 2.5 out of ten. Ooh. Maybe a, um, I don't know, a one, one out of four. So looking back, I think the best thing that we've reviewed so far has got to be that episode of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That was good. Also, the X-Files one, which was quite confusing. <laughs> and um, I also in- I enjoyed the Hell Comes to Frog Tape. In fact, Body Slam, you know. Body Slam was... was... <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's at. Yeah, that was great. Shall we wrap this up? Yes. Cheers for listening again. Obviously, first episode of 2015. I hope you all had a wonderful new year and I hope that you haven't already given up on your resolutions. And for those of you who haven't made resolutions, good on you, because they only make you depressed. We're on the Twitter. How optimistic. Yeah, we're on the Twitter. It's WWA Podcast. We're on the Facebook, iTunes. We're on the website. Yeah. The website is whenwrestlersact.com. We have adverts on there now. If you click on those adverts... um, You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything. But if you click on them, that sends a few pence our way, which will eventually, (laughs) eventually pay towards our bandwidth so yeah please do that and if you could review us on itunes give us five stars say how much you love the podcast that'd be great as well that'll also give us a boost and just you know interact with us on twitter and say hello if you've got any requests let us know have you got anything to add no no well in that case have a good fortnight bye bye farewell